tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey everybody, welcome to the Legend of Korra After Show. I'm John Quick, and joining me this week, you know her from the Sword Art Online panel, the red-headed Wanda, Miss Liz Rishmaui! And seated next to her from the classic Doctor Who panel, the man that knows no time and space, Mr. Tore Miller. And in the booth is some guy. I don't know his name. It starts with an S. I think it starts with an S or something like that. Kind of sounds a little French. Yeah, yes. whatever. Spooth guy. <laughs> name sounds like something that a French cat would say. I'm the spooth guy. Spooth guy. Spooth guy. But guys. Great episode this week, as you, you all no doubt know. We have a lot to un- we have a lot to unpack. But first and foremost, what first and foremost we have Kuvira, you know, announcing this the chick. Earth Empire. We have Korra getting into a tussle with Toph and Prince Ru- Wu just losing his mind. What's <laughs> Man, there's just so much things are happening. So much. We we'll, we start off the episode. Of course, the episode is titled "The Coronation," and that mm-hmm. pretty much sets our framing device for the whole episode. Right off the bat, we see Prince Wu and Mako as they're setting up all of the the stands, so we can see Prince Wu's official coronation, you know, in front of everybody. And Prince Wu is explaining like all of the steps to the apparently six-hour coronation ceremony so for the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> so great. And just the way he's going on and on and on about it, and you have all like the other people just saying, so do we want this guy to rule the kingdom, or what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I love his dance. Yeah, yeah his the- little dance. That he, I can't even replicate <laughs> go- that. It, well, yeah. it, it's, very, it's very, very involved. Yeah, there's pelvic thrusting at the end. <laughs> but, like, yeah, as Prince Wu goes over to the metal-bending cop, and it's like, no, you can't put the stands there. There's not enough room for the dance of the badger moles. And here's how it goes. <laughs> so great. Starts to do it. And, yeah, of course, like, we have Mako questioning President Raiko and Tenzin both. It's like, so, do we honestly want this guy running the Earth Kingdom? And... President Raku's just like, we're sending him with a lot of delegates so that, you know, not only will the country be run right, it'll be run the right way that we want it to. He's basically just a face. He isn't going to have any actual, like, say in anything. He's just this thing to put on a pedestal to put on their money, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, I don't, he does, Prince Wu doesn't really want to actually be the, be the ruler. Like, I mean, he is, he is in a lot of ways, he represents what, like, everything that's bad with the concept of a monarchy and a nobility, but also at the same time, he's completely and utterly innocent. He's not... 
Yeah, he's not a bad person per se. He just was raised as a very in a rich family. He's very self-centered and spoiled. And you know, for three years now, he's known he's going to have this title, and he gets all the perks of being a royalty. Yeah, and that's all he's focused on. He hasn't actually, you know, in past seasons we've seen Prince Zuko, you know, wanting to do his countryman and country justice and be all that he can be for the honor of the Fire Nation. Like we've seen this dedication of people who are rulers before. Four, and this guy is just the prime example of like I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just in it for the perks and the shopping and all the stuff that comes with it. Right, but he is essentially everything that every ruler of the Earth Kingdom has been. Just yes. a symbol of extravagance and, uh, and obliviousness. Yes, obliviousness. Like they 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 do so many things that are unnecessary that they always forget about the people. Yeah, it's true. Or they're just they're hidden in the dark, just like how the original Earth King was with uh with Aang. Um, you know, he just didn't know. He that, didn't know there was a war. No, he didn't even know there was going no on. one knew. None of the rulers knew there was a war for the last hundred years. So that I mean it, obviously there had to be at least two or three before him when that started. So Right. But yeah, so well moving on from that, so we go from then this like this coronation and now we go to the swamp, back with Korra talking with Toph. And there's been a setup of, like, well, President Raiko, it's, like, everyone's concerned right back there that, you know, it's like, Kuvira's going to step down, right? Yeah, like when she all promised. The- that means so much. Because she gave her word and she promised. So yeah. we know that things are going bad. And as Korra's expressing to Toph, it's like, you know, the, the world needs the Avatar. I need to be the Avatar. You have to train me. And then Toph just, you know, hitting her... I guess if not necessarily a harsh truth, but a harsh reality of the world doesn't need an avatar. And Cora's just like, w- what do you mean? I've stopped some pretty bad people. And she and Toph's like, yeah, well, if it wasn't you, it was going to be somebody else to yeah, stop them. Not right. just that. And if it's not one evil, it's another evil that pops up. And yeah. Then, Stopping criminals doesn't stop crime. Can I just say, though, how much I love, I don't know her name. I'm a horrible person who doesn't do her research. But the new voice actress who does older Toph does her so much justice yeah. and captures her spirit of everything we knew and loved about this character when she was a child with mm-hmm. the in the original series like every the diction of the words and just like oh my god just brilliant casting all around i absolutely loved off i was yes. i was watching actually this episode with my wife she has not seen a single episode of avatar the last airbender nor legend of korra the first words out of her mouth after toff started talking was who is that because i love her yes, yes. i want her to have her own show yeah that would be amazing she's amazing and and i love that her her boof her hair in the back is just like giant it's just so much (laughs) bigger now love it and just i i mean it's just like her and toff like interacting is is great because toff is toff is just back to being like the old toff yeah you know, with Cora begging her to tr- to train her and talk, like the the eventually Toph just goes, ah, you know, I was gonna soak my feet in mud for a few weeks, but you know, I guess kicking, yeah. knocking the crap out of you sounds like a good distraction. <laughs> yeah, I love too how um, the way Toph goes about interacting with Cora. You know, even when she first greeted her in the last episode, and I I eed a little bit when she's like, "Hello again, Twinkle Toes," and just. The way she interacts with Cora, it's like she knows she's a totally different person, but at the same time, she is the reincarnation of a very good friend. Mm-hmm. And 
it's interesting to see how the way she speaks to Cora is she nothing different, no interaction or no difference or anything. It's like she's known her the whole time, even though she's never met this particular avatar before. And she just goes about her business interacting with her just like she would with Aang, even though it's totally different personality and everything. So I thought that was really interesting. This tough is tough. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> Which is basically just who, I mean, she is. She's yeah, always yeah. been that stubborn, headstrong character. And, you know, there's a, I think there is a lot more, because we go, like, go later in the episode where as she's talking with Korra, Toph and Korra, I think, are going through very, very similar things right now. Whereas, like, Korra is kind of hiding, and Toph calls her out on this, but also at the same time, Toph is hiding. She is, but then she makes a point. You know, there's this one scene where she's on that tree. She's like, I can see everything. Yeah. But- you know, like, I can see my daughters right now. I know where, you know, I can see people. These roots, they travel throughout the entire world. And I can see everything. I know everything that's going on. So, in a way, I agree with you because she is hiding away from the world but at the same time she has a lot more knowledge about what's going on because she can still kind of like keep a quote-unquote eye out on people and still kind of you know i I mean i didn't see her as hiding though i kind of felt like it was more of like like a spiritual journey of trying to be one with i mean because she says that she's more in tune with the earth than she's ever been yeah um and i think that it's more of an enlightenment thing not like i'm tired of the world so i'm not, i'm just not going to be part yeah. of it i mean and she even made a point like you know when she was the the chief of the police in in republic city how look at all the crime that she stopped it didn't do much it didn't change anything like there's nothing with her presence being gone from the world that's going to change much of anything so this is her just doing it to you know in a way i agree i think she's hiding in a way like she just doesn't feel like dealing with everything but she doesn't need to be you know, like, I mean, she I guess she does kind of go from the perspective of I already stepped up and I did my part to make the world a better place. Now other people need to step up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm old and I'm, I can see what they're doing. Yeah, which is not creepy in the it's slightest. It's so awesome, though. It's so yeah. awesome. And it's like, I mean, when you think about it, though, she can't hear conversations because then that's just getting closer to a level of creepiness. But although well, thinking now, can. well, thinking, they're all vibrations. Yeah, thinking now of everything that she could see, I'm just like, oh, maybe I wouldn't want that power. But anyway, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, I just think it's, it was really interesting. Again, the reaction. It's almost like she expects Cora to react the same way Aang would. Which Cora is kind of acting in a lot of the same ways that Aang did at mm. the time. She's, she even tries to hug Toph, and Toph is just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Earth blocks her. It's yeah. like, if you want to hug someone, go hug a tree. So great. <laughs> We're here to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I really like the scene, like, I mean, again, like, Korra's just so disconnected, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, but since we're discussing these characters, um, I really like that, you know, when she, she went on to discuss her, like, you're, you want to stay sick, you want to stay broken, because you don't want to go out there and face what you have to face, you're trying to step up to it like you do, but you don't. Well, I I think it comes down to, like, this... Her fight, Korra's fight with Zaheer, and I was really looking at it, that was the first time that she had ever really and truly been injured, like, or suffered the consequences of injured. I mean, yeah, Amon cut off her bending, but she got deus exed Aang right back into shape, yeah, like, right. in short succession. Like, she never had to, like, deal with it. This is the first time that she's, like, 
been beaten and broken and not just bounced back. Yeah, and mm-hmm. even looking back at uh, Aang when he, you know, got the lightning strike to the back of his, and he almost died unless Korra, um, not Korra, Katara, Katara brought him back. And he was just, but he didn't really need a lot of time to rec- recuperate. It was more like he was in like a comatose state for a long time. Hair grew, and he was kind of weak trying to like get back and walk around and stuff, but then he was pretty much same yeah. old Aang. So this is like the most serious we've seen for years she's been dealing with this and only to find out, oh hey, you still have metal in your body. Might want to do something about that. So, which I love how nonchalant she was about it. Like, oh, why do you still have the metal in you? Take it out. <laughs> so. Because that's Toph's approach to everything. She's she's a very straightforward, no-nonsense character. It's great to have her back. I've missed her yeah. so, so much. much. Um, though, like, I feel like her dealing with Korra's PTSD in such a, like, no-kids-glove manner isn't isn't really the the best way to go about it. Oh, no. It. I mean, she's no one's freaking therapist. That's the last person I'd probably want to talk to about <laughs> my problems uh, when I'm facing inner turmoil mentally. But, um, but at the same time, she's had so many people trying to help her and... Coddle her, basically. Coddle right. her, yeah. So I feel like this is something where she's going to get the swift kick in her butt that she needs to kind of, like... It's kind of it. it's a tough love that she hasn't gotten from anybody because again everybody else has been trying to be whatever else they thought they could be for her and it's right. just not working at this point. And now good, okay, we found out there's metal in her body, but it's got to be beyond the metal too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there she has to overcome. Even if the metal's out of her body, she's got to get over it. Yeah. yeah, we'll just get over that defeat. But skipping from the swamp, we're back in Republic City, and Bolin and Kuvira and, like, her whole entourage have now just, like, shown Actually up. Actually at the coronation. Well, this is before the coronation when they show up at the hotel. Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. hotel. And, and we get a ni- got a nice, great amount of one-liners both from Varric and Eska and Desna. We see them again, which is always good to add just a wee bit of, I don't know, creepy. <laughs> I love the fact I got so concerned for a second when they're like, wait, you only rented one room but there's only one bed in there and she's like yeah it's fine i was like oh no please don't go that don't cross that line and then she's like he sleeps in the tub and i'm like oh thank god thank <laughs> god show i know sword art online i know right i'm just saying <laughs> that, it concerned me a little bit but uh that whole scene though with Wu and um uh, uh kuvira kuvira just the whole like well i at the presidential suite da, 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 da. yeah you don't anymore yeah <laughs> that was an amazing power play yeah and it was just, it was incredible that she, again, like, um, Prince Wu said, it's like, I've lived here for years. You know, they love me. And then. You're pretty cute for the military type. Da 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 da. I'll put in a good word for you. Maybe you'll get an upgrade. Mm. Oh, yeah. This, this, all, oh, this whole, like, section at the, the hotel was great for awkward meetings between, well, Bolin and Mako, but. Yes. Eska and Desna and, and Bolin, because that's. Is that your girlfriend you replaced <laughs> me with? Uh, no, she's just kind of like my boss. Same girlfriend, thing. boss, same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Jinx. Damn it. Nothing that... Finished no- my Diet Coke. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> Congratulations. You found more at the bottom. It's a great feeling. <laughs> it is. But nothing nothing more awkward than when Batar was talking with his mom, Su Yin. And yeah. just... You don't quite know what happened, but Su Yin... Well, one, she doesn't like Kuvira, and you know no. that, that there's... The the falling out that happened between her and Batar, and, like, it's skipping ahead to a little bit, but there's... Su Yin 
possibly could have and really should have been the one to step up yeah. and do what Kuvira is doing, but she didn't. And I think that that's what Batar is throwing in her face at this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think, because I know we touched on this last season where I, I didn't agree so much, but I know you guys were going on thinking that Suyin was a... Uh, she Sue like she could be red, a red lotus. Red lotus part of red lotus yeah. and then there was a part where uh oh god names Kavira uh, <laughs> Kavira yeah she you know she basically i mean she made a comment or some point about how you know well the things that you taught me when i grew up in that city blah 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 yeah and then what she said at the coronation i'm sorry i'm jumping ahead but this is so like linked all together oh yeah that you know all her stance on how the world should be run is so much like what Red Lotus is. And then for her to make a point of what she learned through Sue living in that city, it's just like, I wonder if you guys were right and Sue Yin was on this path, but then she divulged from it, but then other people stayed on it. I don't know. No, I think they just had like similar ideas. Like, you can believe in not having essentially. A strict government without being an anarchist. Yeah, you know? it's and true. And so I think that um, Suyin was on the line of like, no, we don't need kings and queens because it's just like a succession of idiots. Yeah, but it is what it is. And right. then, well, um, I, mean, I mean, we saw with Zaofu. Zaofu was basically a utopia. Yeah. I mean, they and they managed to make it work. I, I'm guessing, like, I'm, I'm not even, like, sure how, but it was one of those, like, delicate balances that were somehow... Yeah, it was somebody who, you know, who founded it. It's somebody who founded it. This is how it is. You guys want to live here? Cool. Let's live here. And then everybody just kind of, like, fell... I mean, because she's not that old. This town, the city has not been there for that very yeah. long. Very true, I yeah. mean, like, what, maybe maybe 20 years, if that? So, so you know, the people coming in just accepted this person as, well, this is all her idea. This is her place. This is her house we're hanging at. And then everybody just, you know, it was just kind of like a cool, nobody cares what's going in the Earth Kingdom. We're doing our own right. thing. We're protected. Cool. Well, but, like, the... It being a utopia is kind of a mirror to how the inner circle of the Earth or uh, Sing Se was, and that like exactly. it seemed like this utopian place, but there's so much going on on the outside yeah. that uh, no one really gives mind to. Yeah, and I get it's like I don't know how they maintain that balance because yeah, but, you didn't see like the poor. We never saw the poor of Zalfu, but we saw the poor Bossing Se. Right. What I think though, if Zalfu even has poor, but uh, what I would assume is that the difference being is that the inner circle of uh, Bossing Se were ignorant. But not by choice. They honestly did not know anything bad that was going on. They think their life is a utopia. Whereas the people in uh, Zaofu, they seem to know what's going on outside the world, but they just don't care. They're living their own life and doing their thing, and they're living pretty good. So they have a good, what, what, who cares? So yeah. there's the difference. Right. Well, speaking of being disconnected, now we're back with Wu and Mako. And, like, some people have been, like, talking about how they don't like Wu and Mako and this, like, storyline and their interactions. It's like, oh, it's so stale. I'm kind of loving, like, like all of it. It's getting better. Well, especially yeah. at the end of this episode and their interaction, uh, now that Wu's been put in his place. Um, we're getting to the part where they're back at the hotel. Now, yeah, the, this, the coronation right. ceremony, the official one where... where uh, but but right before that, he Wu is uh, met with the, the royal, like, I guess, like, the royal ministers. Yes, like with come no crown. Yeah. Basically, all the stuff that you've been planning isn't going to happen because all the stuff for the coronation ceremony had been basically stolen from the palace years ago when it was overrun by a bunch of people taking yeah. over in chaos and anarchy. And, and this is... Yeah, this is... There's an ear. 
<laughs> this is his second kind of wake-up call to reality. The first was getting kicked out of the presidential suite, and now finding out that, like, you know, all of the, the raiments of the Earth Kingdom, have well, they're stolen and gone. We have your, you know, aunt's earring, yeah. which we're going to call a brooch because... That's uh, what we got. It's royal, yeah. and and it's going to be just a very nice, sweet, short, intimate ceremony. Very, very, very intimate and, and important. You know, trying their best to make this spoiled kid think that no, you're, you're going to still get the treatment, but not really so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm really upset that we didn't get to see like Badger, whatever they were dancing though. Yeah, the dance of the Badger. I really, I, I, I wanted to see that. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> um. Maybe later, maybe at the end of the season, we'll Hopefully. see the dance of the badger Just once. Yeah. And and so, ab- so after this, we shift back to Toph and Korra in the swamp, and Korra just... Getting ba- butt handed to her. Oh my god. Was anybody reminded of the, the, the scene from Kill Bill Volume 2? What? Okay, Liz, Hi, I know I you haven't see seen it. it. Uh, Tor- Tori, back me a Pai Mei knocking the crap out of Uma Thurman. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, which was... I feel like every week there's like a slight Kill Bill reference, and this was it. This was there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think it was uh, a good action scene overall as well. Just I just, I just was sitting here going the entire time you've been talking. So anybody on YouTube will see that. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Kill Bill some more. No. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the scene? No. no. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's well. It's like at that moment, so we go back to where we find out like the certain things from like well, what Toph, like how Toph is connected to the world, and like she the sees through all these all, all these branches, and like, she can see how Sue and Lynn are doing, and sh- and you know. There's just that moment where, like, Cora is just, like, readying up, like, a, a water shot. It's just, like, and she I'm goes, re- I can see better than you can. Yeah, <laughs> it's you're like, blinder than me, yeah. yeah. It, to me, you're blind. Coming from the famously blind character. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're a little bit further in. Should we tell the people about iTunes? I think we should. Okay. <sighs> Take it away. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what we're doing here you should five star and comment on our itunes page and like and trust me on this the uh, it's the best way that if you like the show and you want to see us do it more then itunes is the way that you know really reaches to you know the the good people here at afterbuzz that decide what stays on air and what doesn't yeah. so please like us five star comment on itunes we love hearing from you guys subscribe and, and of subscribe. course subscribe yeah there's over people. 80 hours of content here guys and here's the thing like cora was just the notch on all the animation that afterbus has just started to actually bring to us we have all the anime stuff this is i think one of the only if maybe the only aside from archer animated shows that we're actually recapping here i think um, rebels yes rebels yeah. is just a new addition as well new addition so yeah it's because of you guys and these comments and letting our bosses here know what you want is how we can keep our jobs and keep doing the shows that you love. So thank you so much and keep up the good work. Now go, John. All right. Well, we got a lot. Well, there's so there's so much more to unpack. We're yes. just we're just gonna speed forward through because so the coronation ceremony happens and two important like there's a lot that happens, but the most important thing is of course Kuvira's speech yes. standing up like as soon as, like not but five seconds after Prince Wu has been officially crowned and gives her a little medal saying oh yeah and thanks for your help in the meantime yeah, yeah. 
the Kyoshi Medal of Freedom, which, you know, oh I guess great moment of symbolism when Kuvira takes off the medal that symbolizes freedom and crushes it. Yeah. While saying don't stand in her way because yeah. she's not going to give up power and she's going to continue reigning uh, because, and then that's when she does the speech about basically everything Red Lotus was for is that, you know, this, this, uh, what's the word? Not anarchy. Um, the, it's the flip side. It's the flip side of anarchy. She she is saying that down with that monarchy. Monarchy. That's yeah. the are, word. Our <laughs> old fa- our old old fashioned notions and must be destroyed. And she points directly to wounds. Says this man no longer has authority. I am the authority, and I found the Earth Empire. Boom. Yeah. And just like mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. What? And then, of course, all her followers in the audience cheering and wooing and. Well, the, yeah. The, yeah, well, I think it's the majority of like people of the Earth Kingdom. Like, I mean, after being held under the thumb of the, the Dai Li until then the Earth King, you know, stepped up, but we don't know how long he reigned. And then his daughter was just a despot of the worst kind. Yeah. yeah. That just like you know crushed everybody underneath their heel. It was like it was you know just ripe yeah. for this kind of revolution. And now that Kuvira has stepped up and basically said that this is the first time in probably several. I was going to say decades, but I mean, what's a hundred centuries yeah. mm-hmm. that the Earth Kingdom has a leader who seems to know what the heck they're doing um, and be aware of all the things around and and for what they whatever they know has their best interests at heart, considering that she did help a lot of villages that were starving and in need of protection from bandits, etc. But right. but also at the same time, and we haven't seen this, and I want to see what it is, but like Su Yin in the scene right after this yes. talks to her, is like I know what happens to villages that refuse yes mm-hmm. and You're, you know talking about how she's locking up people in, in, in some place prison camps yeah. Tenzin makes mention to like earlier in the episode that she's locking people away yeah but everyone's just like but, my like, way or the highway basically but, you know like people like Raiko just like oh well she's going to step down it's like no why would she yeah, yeah. and she's already got a bigger following than any army you could muster together now and you don't have the avatar by the way so that yeah. being said that being said, Mac, uh, Mako and, and uh, Bolin have a big falling out, too, right after that. But before all that, did anybody else notice we actually got to see the Fire Lady? We did. The, the Fire sim- Lord, whatever they call the Fire Lord. Fire. It, I mean, this is still the Fire Lord or the, or the Fire Lady or something like that. Yeah. But right. we, we saw her sitting right next to Zuko, so we, we have seen her. She has <laughs> her mother's eyes. Who is her mother? Uh, what's her name? From My, is it, I like, is it Mai or is it Suki? Oh no, it's Mai. It's Mai. He never had a thing going on with Suki. It was always I'm, Mai. I'm, unless you read the comics. Wait, Suki? Uh, Wait. Yeah. Mai. I don't know. She looked like Mai to me. That's all I'm saying. I, it probably is, but that's all right. That's our that's our official shipping moment. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, though this, well, this fight that Bolin and Mako have, like, I mean, all of these next scenes are like essentially just like falling out. It's like, well, first Bolin has to be assured by. Kuvira and Kuvira says like you know we have we need you with Varric saying you know like Bolin brings up the point of well what what about the other world leaders are are they going to stand for it and Varric's like who cares we have the medal that they need yeah Yeah. but then also then she uh, Kuvira tries to reassure him like look I obviously just said that because I need to make my point across but you know as well as I do that I don't want to see any any violence or or turmoil you know I'm I'm here for peace and prosperity too and he takes the bait right but like that is still under the the caveat of like you know I don't want any bloodshed as long as no one messes with me, me. exactly you know um, and then of course 
when we do get into the scene with Mako and Bolin, uh, you know, Bolin's trying to say, look, she's great. She's helped so many people. This is how I can help people. And, of course, Mako's just like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, but even just, like, before that, when Su Yin actually does come in to confront Kuvira, and they have that tense scene where Kuvira's just like, you decided to stay put in Zalfu, and I had to go out yes. and unite the kingdom. And, Su- and it is that moment where it's like, you know, like I, I kept thinking, like throughout, like this whole part of like that speech at the end of the great of Charlie Chaplin's The Great Dictator, where he does that, like you know, don't give yourself to these unnatural men, and like okay. talks about power and like people that come to power, and it's like that's that's what we see here. Su Yin should have stepped up, and if Su Yin had, none of this would have been happening, yeah. and that was a major misstep on and her I'm part. And I'm excited right. because it's a foreshadowing that later on in the series we might get some flashbacks into what her relationship is with. Uh, well, we know Kuvira. that they that Kuvira was her like prize student. Yes, um, but that's all we heard just from a passing line. Like, I really hope to see more interaction between the relationship into what she developed into. And, and Kuvira ends that scene by threatening the city of Zalfi. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, not 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 subtle at all. Oh, she no. straight up says, "I am going to come for you, and yeah. you had better open your doors, yep. or I will break them down and you with it." Mm-hmm. Yep. It's and then the like, right after that, we get the the Bolin yeah. and Mako scene. Sorry, which, I always get out of order with this. It's, stuff. <laughs> it's okay. It's like there's a there's a lot. I mean, there's so, so much. much. It's like well, you know, we we have like our moments of levity with Prince Wu saying it's just like you know, there's only one thing to do now: go shopping. Yes. <laughs> And I do like that after Bolin and Mako have this whole thing outside the door with Prince Wu listening, and basically Bolin calling it how he sees it, is like, you're just like a babysitting this overgrown, spoiled brat child who has no care. Why would he be a better king? Like, why right. would he be a better leader? Like, at least she's trying to do something to improve. Kovira is trying to actually make a point to, you know, help the Earth Kingdom, and I want to help people. Right. It, and it, it's like there's trap between a rock and a hard place. Exactly. It's you Which is hilarious. Give because he's an earthbender. This is yes. the earth kingdom. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, because you have this idiot on one side, and but you have a dictator, and there's no, there doesn't seem to be any in between. Like, there's no one who's going to step up and be like, okay, I'll take the Earth Kingdom. Exactly. And then I love the scene, though, when I'm, I'm hoping Prince Wu becomes a little bit more, you know, of a thing, you know, an important character, not just, you know, like slapstick comedy or whatever, when... And little bossing say, yeah, like, when, where he has this freak out moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, then it moves to that. But even before then, wasn't it the scene just then when he overheard when, when, um, Mako's just like, look, dude, like, did you even care at all about the Earth Kingdom? No, that, that's after he has this freak out. Cause he, yes. in little bossing say, like, they go so to the, upset. to the yeah. buffet. Where I keep on trying to think of the scene where he's sitting down and in, it's, inside. Yes. And it's, yes. it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the buffet. That's yes. the, the Earth Kingdom I palace. I love that it's the buffet yeah. now. I love <laughs> yeah. that. And he's just, like, sitting there, and Mako's just like, did you even want? Yeah, after so, he like, flips out over a bunch of t-shirts, and they're getting chased down by uh, Kuvira's people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I like I Well, I felt for him in that moment, because it was like, he is, like, this innocent, kind of stupid person. And um, But, you know, Mako gives him that harsh truth. But as opposed to getting angry with Mako, he appreciates that Mako has, like, given him, like, what he's now realizing is the truth. Like, so he's a character. We see that he has a a side to him that is willing yeah. to change for the better. We don't know if he 
he, he will. He doesn't seem like a stupid person in general. He just seems very self-absorbed because of the way he was. And he even told Mock, he was like, you were the only person to have stepped up to tell me this. So in a way, it was like almost him saying like, yeah, I knew this, but nobody had, was, was brave enough to actually say it to my face. And I do appreciate that you can be honest with me like that. And I'm coming to realize that this is how it is. And yeah, you're right about everything. Yeah. And then, and so... Skipping back now to Cora and Toph, yeah, and we're back in the swamp, and Cora's just like, I, I just feel like this is when she finds out about like that there's metal, the metal. still inside her, and I, I just love that line from like from Toph saying that, oh yeah, Sue and Lynn never actually really picked up metal bending, in my opinion. I this know. Is a, it's like, wow, your standards are very high. Yeah, <laughs> like that must have been a tough mom to learn from. I well, we yeah, already know yeah, a little yeah. bit all about their past, and yeah, but. You know, it's interesting, again, that's, again, bringing up what I said before, that the line of you don't want to get better because you're hiding. You don't want to go back and take your responsibilities on because you're so messed up over this. Like, And then when she does, and I was surprised she agreed to try in the first place, take the metal out of Cora, and she thinks, oh, boom, one, two, three, like that. It's that simple. And as a viewer at home, I'm like, no, it's not going to be that simple. <laughs> well, it's because, as Toph said, like, Cora's fighting her. And it is because Cora is afraid again going back to that that thing of that this this honestly that fight was here is the first time that Cora has actually really been injured when yeah. she's really been like defeated to yeah. some way and she's never tasted that before this yeah. is her first like and even to get better it would just mean she'd have to go back and face whatever challenges she has to and she's still 3 years later not over it so she'd rather have the excuse not to show her face again but as we were quickly seeing by just like that, the ending with Kuvira and Varric and um, Tenzin sending out Mi- Milo, Janora, I love that and Iki, yeah. That Can would... I count on you guys? Well, I don't know about these two, <laughs> but me, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it, it's coming to that point. It's like, we do need the Avatar. Like, Korra has to get, you know, herself back into shape. Oh, like, cause it's all foreshadowing, man. Everybody knows stuff's about to go down at this point. And that, right. yeah, that, that ending when we were talking about before, like, where Varric is staring at that spirit vine and Kuvira is saying that this is our future, we're going to, and the, she keeps on saying we're going to make history, we're going to make history, yeah. mm-hmm. which sounds a lot like Sozin. You. I was, th- like, I was looking at, like, the parallels, because, like, some, I, there's been some comparison to her to Ozai, but she's, she, Kuvira isn't, like, Ozai was a megalomaniac. Yeah. Sozin honestly believed what he was doing was for the betterment of the world of like yeah. spreading the, the, the philosophy and the bite Fire of the Nation Nation. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And that's what Kuvira believes. And with this the spirit vine that they have, that just that contraption that it's held in that I, I kept thinking like a fusion reactor. Like we're yeah. we're looking at like basically but something with spirit energy or something. Yeah. And like I don't know how bad it's going to be, but we know that just whatever is going to happen, it's going to be, I guess, atomic bomb level is the uh, only thing that I can think. I'm excited. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so I, that wraps us up for this week with just staring at that spirit vine in that in that contraption. And uh, I'm sad that I'm not going to miss you guys next week. No, it's okay. Uh, maybe you can maybe you can Skype in from Japan on the <laughs> Maybe we'll yeah. see. We'll see what the time difference is. But uh hey, Mr. John Quick. Yes, Miss Liz Rishmai. Where can I keep up with you oh. while I'm so far away? Well, 
If people are wanting to know how they can follow my exploits online, you can find me at, at @nowquick on Twitter, and you can also see me just on occasion on the Attack on Titan panel. What? What about you, Miss Liz? <laughs> hey, okay. Well, actually, guys, Liz Rich Maui here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L I Z Z Y M A W Y. And like I said, I will be gone for the next couple weeks. I will be in Japan, so yay, yay me, but boo you. Uh, and you can find me actually uh, tomorrow on the Doctor Who panel. And uh, when I come back on Sword Art Online, along with these guys here at the Core Panel. Nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. You can also find me on the uh, Flash Panel on Tuesdays, the Sword Art Online Panel on Sundays, and also the Doctor Who Classics on Wednesdays. And guys, don't forget like, comment on YouTube and iTunes. We look forward to hearing from you guys, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.